audio recording. Adjust this a little bit. So, this is the Morning Sun Podcast. I'm your host, TJ. It's brought to you by Anchor FM. It's a free app where you can make podcasts. It's available on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts, really, except Apple Podcasts, which we will be working on getting it on soon. I just found out, actually, that the reason why it's not on Apple Podcasts. So I resubmitted it, so it should be on there soon. Um, but yeah, this is my guest, Riley Carpenter. Just why don't you go ahead and say something for the people. Yeah, I'm Riley. Like he said, I've known TJ for a while now. Um, born, raised, and still live in South Minneapolis. I'm just a young college student with some ideas. So yeah, that's about it. All right. Yeah, so I told y'all we'd have a guest. A lot of y'all keep asking me, where's your guests? Maybe you're getting (laughs) sick of just listening to me, but (laughs) we have guests lined up. It's just a matter of scheduling and uh, figuring it all out. So um, this is, again, this is the Morning Sun Podcast. We always start with Facebook Live. From there, I'll upload it to YouTube. um, And then from there, it'll go on Spotify and audio formats if you don't want to look at our faces but um we're gonna get into the first segment the first segment today is going off of the two new segments uh we started is save not soft so today and the basis of save not soft before i get into it is just basically as as a christian and riley's a christian right absolutely so as Christians, and there may not be everyone on the show is a Christian, but as a Christian myself and Riley's a Christian, as Christians, sometimes society feels like they can get over on you or there's people in your life, personal relationships, friends, even family, who because you're a Christian, they may try to take advantage of your good nature, your good heart, um, or just test you. And maybe mm-hmm. sometimes you get in the flesh. Last week, I talked about how at basketball, I kind of get angry start acting out of character because you know people think you're soft when you're saved so we're yeah. trying to we're trying to tear down that perception that just because you're a christian you're weak so i would say for today we're going to talk about just what's one way society has tried to take advantage of you as a christian um and i'll go first i would say with me it's 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 people in need. So if someone needs to borrow some money, someone needs some type of materialistic item, food, whatever, um, and they may borrow money from me with the idea that they're not going to pay me back because I'm a good Christian, right? I love people. I'm a I'm a man for the people. I, a lot of the youth I work with, they're like, you do it for the kids, bro, right? Yeah. Let me get 20 bucks. I'm like, boy, it doesn't mean I'm a bank, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes I happen to have... More than I don't. And I mean, I'm a giving person. People that know me know that. But the 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 problem comes when they say I want to borrow money. So when you say out of your mouth, I want to borrow money from you and I'm going to pay you back. Because I always ask, well, when are you going to pay me back? And then you have no intention of doing that. And for a lot of people, if you're willing to ask me for money, I probably know your life. And I probably know if you can pay me back, if you have a job or not. Um, so when you say, oh, I want to borrow, you are now coming into an agreement with me. You're going to pay me back. If you have no intention of doing that or if you're unable to and that's the reason you need help in the first place, then why even say that? Why say I'm going to borrow money from you? Why don't you just ask for it? Maybe it's an issue of pride. Maybe it's you don't you feel ashamed, you don't have a job. Whatever the case may be, I'm not I'm not there to make you feel bad. But at the same time, when you vocalize with your own mouth, I'm gonna pay you back. And then you don't. And then one of two things happens when people don't pay you back, right? <laughs> they either act like nothing ever happened. Yeah. It's like, how are you just here and you just act like you don't owe me 20 bucks? <laughs> or you just quit seeing that person altogether. So we don't ever want to get to that point. If you're in my life and you owe me money, that doesn't mean that you don't can't be in my life. Yet at the same time, if you if you say you're going to borrow money, just pay it back. Otherwise, humble yourself. There's times I even had to ask a couple months ago, was behind on rent, said, hey, man, 
I need to borrow 200 bucks. Right? I had to humble myself. So humbling, humble, we think in society being humble is negative. That goes back to being, you know, you're safe, so you're soft. Humble people are soft. We have to have pride. We're men, right? Mm -hmm. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, I've had that in my own life happen where people think because I'm a good person, I'm a giving person. Um, they don't have to pay me back. I'm not going to say nothing about it. Or they almost try to make you feel bad for asking. It's like, yeah. you got that 20? It's like, you owe me. Why should I feel bad? That doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. But um, So that's one way in my life I can easily identify where someone might try to take advantage of me as a Christian. I don't know if you want to share an example. Yeah, I, I have the benefit of being young, so people almost never ask me for money. They assume <laughs> I ain't got it already. Which, I mean, great for me. Um, so I, I don't deal with that. I mean, it has happened. Um, I understand the, the whole borrowing money. I think they, they want to say they want to borrow it because you'd be more likely to give it rather than just saying, right. I need money. That's true. That's true. Um, but again, that's just not being honest. Just be real. Keep it 100. But I, I think, again, as a young Christian, and I... I'd say I'm pretty outspoken about my faith. The way people try to take advantage of me or, you know, show me. I, they, they just, they just they, I feel like they always try to, quote, test my gangster when it comes to being a Christian. <laughs> they, they test my Christian. They, right, um, right. If I let one curse word come out, you know, it's like, whoa, pause. You Christian, right? So, so I can do it now. You know, just... Any excuse that they can get to continue to sin, right. um, they they'll they'll like to take advantage of that. And I mean, I kind of like when they do it because I I I'm not the type to just sit down and um, I don't know just take it and submit to them. I I will yeah. argue with anybody any day. <laughs> I'm efficient at arguing, and it's always a time to minister to people in a sense. But yeah. I've always. For the most part, I've always worked in secular environments. Right now, I'm like I'm a carpenter, mm. and I work around a bunch of blue collar guys. And um, Riley Carpenter, the carpenter, <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of you know barking at each other. A lot of I don't know, just playful banter and stuff like that. And just a um, couple coworkers, you know, if they get a chance to see me or my other brothers in Christ at the job slip up or something. <laughs> It's just like it's like all right. Well, there's my there's my ticket in. That's how I can uh. Right. That's how I can do it. You know they they throw on a song. They throw on a Lil Wayne song. I don't listen to them anymore, but I used to. Right. And right. I know the lyrics. And it's like oh, how you know the lyrics, you Christian? <laughs> it's like all right, dog. You know whatever. But yeah, it's fun. I I enjoy it. Um. Right. Right. I don't mind if people take advantage of me. I mean within reason, but um, any chance that it it happens and I get to talk to you about some real stuff, then it's good. But, um, yeah, it's just a way for me to show you, um, as a fool, I guess. Right. People think we're perfect cause we're Christians. That's yeah. the thing is like, we're not perfect. We all slip up. Right. And the realest <laughs> Christians to me are the ones who aren't afraid to show who they actually are. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we, it's like we put, our failures, our weaknesses in a closet. We don't want no one to know. Um, I remember a kid I'm mentoring. He's like almost 21 now. He heard me swear for the first time. Again, I was playing basketball. So there's a theme here. Basketball can be extremely good, but it can also bring out a different side of you. And uh, I actually have a theory on that also. Okay. Well, what's your theory? So... Anytime, at least in the hood or whatever, you know, when I lived in uh, New Orleans or even here, um, when we're hooping, there's almost always a fight. I remember being <laughs> in high school going to the Y right. and just almost always a fight every time we went. Um, you're just a lot of trash talking and um, right. you don't see it as much when you play football. And I think that's because you're actually allowed to get aggression out. <laughs> you, you but the whole the point person. is to not touch the other player. So right. it's just like it builds up and builds up and builds up and then eventually it explodes. And that's why 
I can yeah. see that. Yeah, I think I think that's why yeah. basketball gets so heated. <laughs> it's just like you can't do anything to the person. Right, you'd be at the local YMCA. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because yeah, in football, you could talk trash, but you're going to see that person and you can hit each other. <laughs> yeah, so that's, you can hit each other. Yeah, that's I, I hear that. But uh, Well, that's Save Not Soft. Um, every week, we'll try to bring you some type of Practical examples of how we feel like the world might try to take advantage of us. Um, one thing I found is like other f- people of faith, different faiths, they can they try to talk down on you if you're mm. a Christian. Or even people who believe in whatever, science, evolution. It's like your, your opinion's not as valid because you're a Christian. As if the Bible's not the most studied book on the face of the earth. Yeah. The best-selling book on the face of the earth. Like, just because we follow Christ, we don't have a valid opinion. We're not educated. When in reality, a lot of times, we might even be more educated. So, that's Save Not Soft. Um, That's the first segment. Again, this is the Morning Sun Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at the Morning Sun Podcast. Uh, You can always find it on Facebook, on on my personal page, and then on YouTube my youtube channel um we'll work on getting more guests more topics if you like the podcast comment share message us topics you'd like to hear about um we're still waiting for the day that someone gets on the screen with us and either debates us or shares their opinion so with the facebook live feature if anyone ever wants to call in if you want to call it we could put you on the screen and you can be able to talk back and forth with us. Yeah. So if anyone wants to do that, you're more than welcome to. Just comment. I'm looking at the live stream on my iPad so I can see the comments. Um, so with that, we'll get into the second segment, which is spiritual life hacks. That's the second of two new segments I'm trying to do every podcast, which basically, you know what a life hack is. It's a way you hack life. It makes things easier, uh, quicker, more efficient. And this week, with spiritual life hacks, I wanted to talk about how we find contentment. And even though I've been in ministry for so long, I don't remember the scripture verse. But Paul talks about being content. He says, basically, I've had a lot and I've had a little. And in every area, I'm content. Um, And so that's kind of the basis around that (coughs) is like... How do we find contentment? The world will tell us that if we don't have a new car, we shouldn't be content. Or if we don't have a new house, or if we don't have the wardrobe we want, the shoe game we want, right? I always find it funny that dudes have the flyest shoe game and no no whip. It's like, (laughs) you taking the bus, your shoes look fly. 220 bucks, right? But you you taking the bus. You asking me for a ride. That don't make no sense to me. So you think about how to find contentment. Um, And for me personally, I mean, I've been in different areas of life. I've been pretty much when I had when I was on the run and had a warrant as a young man, I was basically homeless. Couldn't go home. I could go home, but my parents would have called the cops on me. (laughs) So, I mean, I've been where like, I don't know where I'm even going to sleep at night to, you know, I have my own apartment or duplex whatever you want to call it um i've 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 taken the bus so i remember when we were first married my wife and i didn't have a car going to north central had to take the bus to the grocery store had to take the bus our date night was like moa movie theater Mm because it's easy to get there i remember in the winter time it'd be cold as a mug and we'd be taking the bus now we got two cars so i mean I'm not rich, but I'm not where I used to be. And in all things, how do I find that contentment? For me, it goes back to finding my identity in Christ. I know that my identity is not based upon how much money I make. It's not based upon the titles that the world has given me, right? So people can say I'm a pastor, I'm a rapper, I'm program director. All of those things are just titles. They don't really make up who I am. Um, And then... Again, what's in my bank account? What's in my fridge? You know, of course, it's it's great when you're eating salmon and 
potatoes and asparagus for dinner. And then, you know, the other night, we, because we got to pay rent today, we split a giant burrito from, uh, what's the place by the church? Pineda? Pineda. Yeah. For 11 bucks, you can get two burritos. Mm-hmm. It's, it's heck of a deal. So, I mean, in all of that, it goes back to Christ is my identity and that's who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I'm an heir to his kingdom. So I'm blessed even if I don't have what I think I should have. Even if I don't think I know what I'm worth. If I look in the world's eyes, I know that I'm underpaid in pretty much every job I work. I'm underpaid. A lot of Americans are underpaid. You think it's like you go to work, you bust your butt 40, 50 hours a week, and then some people struggle to pay rent. How is it you got a full-time job, but the rent is so high, right? Even where I live, you know, the rent here is, if people people find out and they're like, that's kind of a lot. It's like, it is. That's just the reality. Yeah. So if we, even if we're underpaid, I could I could get into my feelings and say, you know what? This job don't appreciate me. I need to be paid more or you know what? My landlord's charging too much or whatever the case may be. There's always a thing that you could get into that could get you out of character. So how do we find our contentment in those areas? And for me, it goes back to my identity in Christ. I know that I'm not where I want to be all in my life, whether it's in my physical life, my employment, my spiritual life. I have room to grow, but I'm not where I was. So I have a lot more blessings. And we look at the other, the, the state of the rest of the world, two-thirds two thirds of the rest of the world, they don't know where they're going to get their next meal. Yep. They working for pe- less than pennies. It's like, if we were to sit and think about just how blessed we are in society, especially in America, even the poorest people in America are pretty much rich to the rest of the world. And so I, to me, it goes all back to my identity, who I am in Christ, and then just my perception, my outlook on life. What kind of outlook do I have? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. How do you find contentment? Well, it, this actually reminds me of a conversation I think we had yesterday at work. Um, you know my boy, Chris Rush. Um, Chris Rush, man. Hope you watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Does he work with you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um and I mean, we're both working like blue collar jobs, you know, and we we want to be doing some other stuff in life. But uh, we were we were in the break room with some of the other guys talking okay. um, about LaMelo Ball and how like he was offered like a hundred million dollar contract. With, like, I saw that. Yeah. With Nike. That. And then he denied yeah. it. And one of the dudes at the table, he was like, man, I would sell my soul for $100 million. Oh. And then I looked at this other guy. I'm like, would you? He's like, yeah, to give my daughter a better life, of course. And then they're like, Chris, would you? He's like, absolutely not. I'm at least worth $700 billion. And like me too. I was like, there's no way I would sell my soul for $100 million. Because, I mean, Christ said I came... So that you may have life and life abundantly. Hmm. Um, but we're also promised suffering. So there's some sort of fulfillment w- with our lack of something. It makes us dependent on God, which is ultimately a tremendous joy. But I think um, finding contentment, um, especially like financially, uh, I think the discontentment comes by just being so focused on yourself. Um, hmm. So Jesus said, I... I did not come. I mean, Jesus, God, um, the one who all authority has been given to. I mean, the king of everything. He said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as ransom for many. So if we just think about that model, if we're more so concerned with serving rather than being served, um, you won't necessarily be discontent with anything that you have um, because you're not really focused on yourself. Uh, Right. But yeah, when um when you when you're in the midst of all these different issues in your life, you know, rent, child support, I mean all all kinds of stuff and you can only think about yourself and how you're going to get out of it. Um you're going to feel entitled and just desiring of more when more so if I mean you're being honest in life and you're trying to serve other people. Uh, you, there's no, there's really no time to think about yourself and mm. your needs and to be discontent. 
And I mean, that's just a testimony for me. So I've been very discontent in a lot of areas. I mean, the last four months I was making less than 500 a month, you know, cleaning the church and I'm in school, so I'm on my break. So that's why I'm working carpentry. But in school, I'm making less than 400 a month. And it's just like, sometimes it's tough. I'm grateful. I have parents who let me live with them, but, um, the times that I'm not so focused about myself and, you know, focused about, you know, the kingdom and trying to, um, you know, just give myself away for other people. I, I mean, there's just really, there's no lack, there's no, um, sadness or discontent. So I, I ultimately think we, if we focus on ourselves, we won't be content. Um, but if we think about serving as Christ said that he does, then, right. um, we we get we get fulfillment we get joy that's that abundant life yeah and even in i mean even in other areas i think about a lot the young people i work with they always need to be in a relationship if they're not in a relationship they feel like mm. they're not whole if they break up with their boyfriend or girlfriend life's over yeah. um and i mean don't get me wrong i remember the first time i broke up with a girl, I thought my life was over. Right? You think you was in love, you 13, 15, what however old you are, you like you think that was it. You don't know what you're talking about, number one. Yeah. But it goes, yeah, it goes back to that. It's like when you're always focused on yourself, even in marriage, if I'm always just focused on me and my desires and my wants and my expectations, then I'm not gonna be content with my marriage. Mm-hmm. Because it's always gonna be why is my spouse not doing this? Why is my spouse not doing that? If my spouse only did what I wanted them to, then we I'd be happy, right? Mm-hmm. So even in marriage, you have to find a balance where it's... And more often than not, you should be serving your spouse. But we're selfish people. Mm-hmm. So whether it's financially, whether it's in marriage, relationships, friendships. Um, and I kind of I kind of talked about this before. It's like... We should be giving more than we should be receiving. The Bible says it's better to give than to receive. Yep. But if we don't practice that, we'll never see the truth of that in our lives. And if, if that's something that's kind of hard, I would just to like grasp, just try it. Go give. Next time you want to buy yourself a shirt or something, just go give someone else. Give it to someone else. The look that you put on someone's face... Uh, or even if it's even if it's in relationships, you know, like I wanted to go see a movie last night, but then I realized I'm gonna be super busy today. So I said, I told my wife, no, babe, I'm not gonna go nowhere. Come home, play with the kids, spend the night inside. That way, if you do whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. she had time to go nap and rest because she'd be with the kids all day, which is a job in and of itself, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I definitely hear you. It's better to it's better to give than receive and serve other people. And if I can get theological, sure, go ahead. Um, part of what makes the part of us wanting to be Christians and wanting Christ and having the gospel actually be good news is understanding who we really are. So, if if you're coming just from a biblical perspective, what do we deserve? As sinners, we deserve death. We deserve ruin. We deserve wrath. So if you humble yourself and acknowledge what you actually deserve, um, which is your life to be um, wiped clean, then having any sort of life is a mercy or a grace of God and Mm. should cause, in some sense, some sort of joy. Again, but that's just how incredibly selfish we are, where we really think we we deserve... um, I mean, all things like I, why should I be comfortable? I, I sin. I, um, I commit atrocities towards God. He should wipe me out. He's perfect. He's pure. He's altogether beautiful. Um, but he has grace on literally all of us. So that's, I mean, I think if we get theological, it's hard to think that way 24 seven, but that's true. I mean, I tend to think that way all the time. It's just how my brain works, but yeah, that's all I got to say. We think we think we deserve God's grace. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's crazy. That's oxymoron. We think we are owed something. Even as Christians, you can become so comfortable with grace. You think, you know, seven, I was listening to Seven. He's a rapper, but he was preaching one time and he was saying, he was saying the lamb was crucified. 
The lamb is not coming back. When Jesus come back, he's not coming back as a sacrificial lamb. Yep. He's coming back as a lion. Mm -hmm. So the game, it's not going to be time for games anymore. Yep. But we think we just are owed this grace because, of course, it makes us feel better about our sin. But that's a whole nother topic. Uh, so with that, we'll end the second segment. Uh, this is the Morning Sun Podcast once again. I'm your host, TJ. This is Riley. Um... And we're just going to get into the third segment. He made the blind man see, someone says. Amen. So, <clears throat> this next segment, I usually don't do a lot of this, but we're going to dabble into some politics. Mm. Hopefully, y'all still my friend. Don't let society lie to you and think because you have a different political opinion or a different worldview that you can't be in relationship with people. You can't be friends. You can't be civil. So this segment is called the era of the meme. And we're just going to cover the Iran situation. Um, memes, what memes have done specifically in this context mm -hmm. around World War Three. I've seen like a zillion World War Three memes in the last 24 hours. And then the, the unfair perception of Trump's actions. Is it fair how we're perceiving Trump's actions in this whole Iran situation? And so you see the situation in Iran. Again, I'm not fully informed because I don't follow politics a ton. Mm -hmm. But I've read articles from what I understand. Obviously, most people can see the headlines. Trump sanctioned drone strikes or whatever type of military action to eliminate uh a general or a military leader yeah and since that's happened we've seen all of these memes i've seen so many memes and i'm not gonna lie i laughed at one i was i was i made a i made a conscious effort in my mind i was saying i'm not gonna laugh at any of these because it's not funny but i did laugh at one so god forgive me uh but <clears throat> You look at all these memes, and especially a lot of young people are sharing them too, which, of course, young people and memes just go hand in hand. But we, it's like, has the meme desensitized us and made everything in our society a joke? Like, even the situations, the situations that have severe consequences, collateral damage, repercussions, um, Severe things attached to it. So you look at World War Three. If World War Three were to break out and people had to get drafted, it's easy to make a meme about it if you've never been to war, if you've never been in the military, your family's not in the military. Uh, even in America, we lived in a privileged society where we don't really see war on our soil because we happen to be such a powerful military force. It's like very, very, it's very, very rare that someone's going to attack American soil. Yeah. Um, so there's other countries where people are growing up where war is a normal thing. Civil war, wars within each other and all these different things. But for us, we're so privileged. We just make memes about it. And I shared a picture on my Facebook yesterday. It was a, it was a man who's in the military. There's a picture of him. And then he was just saying basically... I've seen a lot of jokes about World War Three, but if you've never been in the military or if you don't have family in the military, you don't realize the severity of it. These are actual human beings who are being deployed to go to Iran. It was like 3,000 troops or something. That's 3,000 actual American lives who are not promised to come back here. Yeah. Right? We don't know what's going to happen to them. Now we can hope and pray that they're safe, but we just don't know. And so has memes and our society desensitized us, not just to World War III, but to so many things, right? To drug addiction, overdoses. You see a rapper, multiple rappers have died in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Juice World, and then the chick from Minneapolis. I don't know her name. Yeah, it's like you make memes about these things, and it's funny, and but at the end of the day, someone actually lost their life. And so... Why are we so desensitized to that type of stuff as Americans? Now, as a Christian, I feel like I'm less desensitized because when you become closer to God, you start to have God's heart on these matters. And then all of these different things that we make fun of 
it's not always as funny. But and then lastly, the unfair perception of Trump. So is Trump being perceived unfairly? Is his actions being judged unfairly? Is his presidency being judged unfairly? Um, you know, I could say more, but I'll let you chime in if you got something to say. Otherwise, yeah. I keep going. Yeah, I. Yeah, we. I mean, we always want to laugh, and memes are an effective way to do that. This isn't the first um, meme to come out about World War Three. I remember there was like some Russian diplomat who was killed. By some random dude in an art gallery and there's like a photo of a dead guy and then a guy holding a gun in the air and we're like all right I no one. yeah, yeah I, i'll have to show you later okay. um but that was like the first time they had like the world war three and like the draft memes and all that stuff right um, right but it's just like yeah sometimes it's just distasteful um other times i mean i understand it i relate um it's just easier to laugh at it than to deal with it head on mm. um yeah and it's yeah it's just it's just easy when you're not in the shoes you know i i mean living in my context you know if a white person were to make a joke using the n-word it's just like that person um just gets slayed but that's because you <laughs> right. under you get you understand the gravity and how mm. maybe it's just not as funny as i mean it could be a hilarious joke but you know we don't want to laugh at it and we right, condemn right. the man. Um, you just got to be consistent. I don't, I don't hate all of it. I mean, sometimes jokes are a good way to communicate um, a situation, but for the most part, they're distasteful. But I, I definitely think even through memes and all sorts of social media, that Trump's presidency is definitely unfairly perceived. Um, I, there's plenty of room to criticize uh, any action that he does, but just any other politician is not treated in the same light. Um, I was talking about it with you the other day about um, President Obama. He got he received the Nobel Peace Prize oh, yeah. during his first term. <laughs> right. And I can't think of I mean, I'm not an expert on world affairs, but I can't think of a single I can't point to a specific thing that happened in his first term as president that furthered world peace but yeah. under specifically under trump's diplomacy a u.s president walked on north korean soil who thought that would have ever happened right. um north korea and south korea the presidents met and spoke peacefully mm. like there's um isis has been wiped out yeah not completely none. i forgot all about isis where'd they, they go they've lost <laughs> they they've lost 99 percent of their territory mm. um and i again this isn't saying like trump is you know awesome but there's like actually things you can point to that are in some way bringing about world peace that are specifically trump's actions but who he i don't think he would be considered the Nobel Peace Award in a million years, <laughs> but Obama received it. So that's true. It's just like it's like why you know why is that? I mean, mm. it's I he's just crude and um, says things that he shouldn't. I'm I'm like slightly a Trump supporter, but he's just way too hard to defend. And I just wish there was another guy. But there's things about him that I like that I don't know it. It, it, I, I try to think soberly about these situations, like especially from like a Christian standpoint. Um, it's you got to see, you got to at least admit the bad in everybody. Right. But right. yeah, again, the memes, you know, it just makes it funny uh, to make fun of Trump or his supporters, especially um, like the whole Trump supporters got to get drafted first. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, it, it is funny when I hear it, but it's. <laughs> It's just ridiculous at the yeah. same time. People will eventually think that and agree with that. Um, but yeah, I just, especially something, a delicate topic like politics, we have to think critically about it, which means if it's just all a joke, then nothing effective will ever come out of it. So yeah, you just got to think soberly about situations. You got to be honest and humble, um, no matter what right. political affiliation you have. Yeah, I saw I saw a video. Uh, I don't know if it was on Instagram or Facebook, but it was this buff black dude from the hood, probably bigger than me, ripped, had the you know MAGA shirt on. He was like, "Look, I ain't no punk. 
Y'all ain't gonna talk to me like all these other Trump supporters. Like <laughs> I support Trump, but I'll still give you these hands. Yeah. I'm like, why the media not showing this dude? Yeah. It goes back to like we think Trump supporters just look a certain way or whatever the case may be. But I mean, going back to like Obama and then even uh, you know, like I've seen people post a lot. Well, all Trump supporters need to be the first ones enlisting for the war. But Obama sanctioned multiple drone strikes that killed even women and children without Congress's approval. So are are we keeping that same energy? Now, if you're a person who says, I'm totally against any president doing airstrikes and killing people uh, without Congress approval, fine then. You got a point. That's consistent. But if you say, I don't like Trump doing this, he's about to start World War III... And you had no problem with Obama doing it. Doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, And even as a native person myself, you know, Obama seemed to have done a lot for native people, built a lot of relations, visited tons of reservations and did all these work. But then when it came down to the DAPL pipeline, the Dakota Access Pipeline, Trump, he just passed it off on Trump. He could have stopped it. He was still the president. He was the acting president when this was going on. And a lot of people say, well, he, his term was coming to an end. Bro, until you quit your job, you that is your job, right? Yeah. Until your job ends, until the last possible day, you have authority. And as a president, I mean, you have how much authority? Way more than, you know, whatever random job we do as people. So that was one thing where it was like, I didn't understand. And more importantly, not on it goes back to me, it was like reaffirming my belief in politics is pretty much almost every politician has some type of corruption or bad side or something you can point to, like all humans do. It's just they're in the spotlight. But what I didn't understand about that with the pipeline and the Obama situation was why were people either being quiet about it or still defending Obama. Like if you're for native people and you say you're for native people more than any president ever, but then you allow this pipeline to go through and all these native protesters to get abused and harassed and jailed, pepper sprayed, all this crazy stuff that happened. And now we're just going to stay silent on it because we don't want to criticize a Democrat as a liberal person. So that's for me where I don't understand is like, and I, I mean, again, I'm not super into politics, but it appears a lot of times like liberal people don't ever want to criticize their side, even when it's blatantly this person messed up or Hillary Clinton was our best candidate. Like when I went to the election to vote, I'm thinking these are the only two people in the whole free world. This is who you gave us. So, I don't know. I can't say I'm a Trump supporter. I can't say I'm a Trump criticizer. I just kind of look at things from my lens and then put it into how I feel like it it goes. But I do think a lot of times, because Trump is who he is, he gets kind of the short end of the stick. What I will say about Trump is, I believe he says a lot of things verbally that many people think in their mind. Or he's, there's stuff we think that's way worse. I've seen so many people in my own city, at my own job, in my own community, whether they're liberal or conservative, say racist things, right? Say they don't like... For I'll give you a prime example. People always talk about Somalian drivers. Bro, you could be black, you could be white, you could be Mexican. I've heard so many people talk about Somali drivers are bad. Bro, you don't think that's a... Uh, offensive or racist to a Somali person. Mm-hmm. But because we're not the president, it's okay for us to say. Which I get, the president should be held to a higher standard. If we're just normal, just American people, I get it. But at the same time, it's like people are appalled by the stuff the president says. But then we say tons of crazy stuff in our own personal life. Or we even think stuff we shouldn't think. Yeah. So I do think, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting, this presidency. It'll be interesting with the election. Do uh, you think he'll get reelected? I don't know yet. Um, 
Yeah, it just it depends uh, what Democratic nominee or who the Democratic nominee is and what's going like, on in the world. Do you think you know who the Democratic person will be? Uh, is it like a front runner? I, shoot, I actually, man, my mind has been in the gutter recently. I used to pay attention to a lot of this stuff. I know it's pretty much between Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden. Okay. Um, no, no Michelle Obama? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, there's still rumors that Clinton out of nowhere is going to come out and say she's running. And oh, then get my them. gosh. Boy, I don't think that, that'll be hilarious. I think Trump has a very serious shot of being reelected. Um yeah, I I can't wait for the debates. I like I think Trump is hilarious in the, in a good way, um, only because he's actually a Republican who bites back. And <laughs> I, again, Dude, that being crazy. Th- that being said, it's like yeah, it's it's hard to defend him at times, but you know, it's he 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 matches their energy, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah, the Republicans get so much flack. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he has a very serious chance of being reelected. Uh, it, it all comes down to the swing states also. Mm. Um, like I know, like he needed Ohio last election and people in Ohio just don't like Hillary Clinton. So he kind of, he by won. By default. Yeah, by <laughs> default just won. Yeah. So it, yeah. it, it's very complicated. There's a very real shot that he's not reelected. We'll see. I hope he is personally, but. Yeah, we'll see. I wouldn't mind if he got impeached, though, and Pence became president. But, yeah, it's it's all about what we desire most for our country. And what I desire most for my country is not what the other side is going to be doing or what they want to do. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And another another resource for, I mean, more politics, the most refreshing political person who covers politics that I listen to is grow the heck up. He's a conservative black man who has a lot of ideas you won't hear and he's not afraid to voice them, but his opinion and his materials always super like refreshing or you just haven't heard that type of, you know, it seems like there's always lines people don't want to cross, you know, which I feel like I've I've even done in my own life being native is like there's opinions I have a lot of native people don't hold. And the majority of time when that occurs, we don't want to cross that line because we don't want to offend our people, our culture, whatever. But mm-hmm. the reality is you have to look at facts and you have to look at what's real and not just your emotions and your culture and your race. So, uh, yeah. That's the third segment. Um, this is the Morning Sun podcast once again. Uh, hope you're enjoying it. And you can listen to us online. Follow us. Audio version in your car. Share it with your friends. Um, it will be on Apple Podcasts soon. A lot of people have asked me. I know you have iPhones. It will be soon. Uh, but for now, listen to it on Spotify or YouTube. Uh, so with that, we're going to get into the last segment. NFL football playoff predictions. So we have the Texans playing the Bills today. The Patriots playing the Titans today. And then tomorrow, of course, the Vikings and the Saints. And then the Seahawks and the Eagles. Mm -hmm. So um, I'll go first, I guess. I'm picking the Texans to beat the Bills 21-27. The reason why I'm picking the Texans is because J.J. Watt's coming back. I love J.J. Watt. I think he's injury prone. If the dude keeps getting injured, I think he should retire. But when he's on the field, he's a beast. Yeah, um, so I'm taking, hopefully he can come back and make an impact. The Bills are surprisingly good. I think it'll be a good game. But uh, I'm picking the Texans over the Bills 21-27. Second game, Patriots and Titans. I'm picking the Patriots over the Titans 21-14. The Patriots are having a weird year. It's been so long since they've been a wild card team. I don't even remember the last year that happened, but I just don't know how you pick. Until Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are beating the playoffs, I just don't know how you just pick. Now, Derrick Henry's a monster. I'm not going to lie. He was on my fantasy team, 
He averaged me like 22 points a week. Except for the playoff semifinals when he scored me 7.5 points. And was a high, a big reason why I lost my playoff matches. Yeah. But Derrick Henry's a beast. Um, surprisingly, Tannehill has the Titans in the playoffs. I don't think anyone saw that coming. But I'm picking them 21-14, Patriots. Uh... Third, I'm picking the Seahawks over the Eagles, 31-21. I don't think the Eagles should be in the playoffs. I think they're the weakest team in the playoffs. I think they should redo the playoff design. How the heck are you the weakest team and you're hosting a playoff game? The Seahawks are by far a superior regular season team. So, uh, yeah, I just don't think... Even if the Cowboys were to make it, they're trash too. So... Just the whole NFC division East was weak yeah, this year, um, which I don't understand why the Cowboys or Eagles were so weak, but that's a whole different topic. I'm picking the Seahawks, 31-21. If you wonder why I root for the Seahawks, I actually lived there for three and a half years, okay? People like to say when the Vikings lose, why you pick the Seahawks. But I actually lived there, okay? I have connections. Yeah. So it's not like I just like the Seahawks. Um and then lastly, the Vikings and Saints. Nobody's expecting the Vikings to win. I'm picking the Vikings, 34-28. I'm hoping that the Vikings, the good side shows up. You never know which team you're going to get. Yeah. But here's the thing. They're indoors. Delvin Cook's healthy. The whole team's healthy, or at least playing. If the Vikings play their game, I just don't see how they lose. But the thing is, you just never know which team's going to show up. It could be the Vikings who averaged 30 points a game this year, or it could be the Vikings who had, like, three first downs against the Packers the other week. You just don't That's know. That's they had? I don't know. It was bad, though. It was like every play was a two-yard pass to the running back. It was terrible. Yeah. So my, my only thing is if the Vikings lose, I hope Mike Zimmer gets fired. I'm sorry. Dude <laughs> got to go, man. He's too stubborn. He won't ever change the game plan. Yeah. But, so I'm picking the Vikings 34-28 over the Saints. I hate the Saints. Well, I shouldn't say hate. I highly dislike the Saints. Sean Payton, I don't think, should even be allowed to coach. The guy has a bounty program, all this crazy stuff. But anyways, right. anyways, yeah. So, all right, you can go ahead. Um, Yeah, the Bills are going to beat the Texans, no problem. You think so? Yeah, the Bills, are. they're nice. They are pretty good. Their defense is good. They're going to show up. Um, Patriots will easily beat the Titans. It'll be close, but trust me, it's going to be easy. They just like <laughs> they, they like to keep things interesting. Uh. Just, that's all they did. They're like, all right, let's do something different this year. Let's lose a couple games, but watch, they're gonna win. Uh, I don't see any way that the Eagles can beat the Seahawks. No, no, they, they do. I don't have the scores. Also, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I think the Vikings and Saints will be the best game this weekend. I think the Saints are going to win. Actually, I like the Saints a lot. Um, just, it's only because he goes in New Orleans. It's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, no, Drew Brees is so fun to watch, in my opinion. But He's a beast. Yeah. yeah. Bills, Patriots, Seahawks, and Saints. Those are my picks. I all think right. the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. Also. Patriots? Yeah. And they're just going to keep it Who's going to beat the Ravens? The Patriots. Patriots? <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. Okay, who's the who's gonna be in the Super Bowl? Um, I I hope it's the Patriots and the Saints. Um, I don't know about the NFC. I think it's a toss up. I think the Saints, the Seahawks, or the Forty ers could all end up there. I don't think the Packers have what it takes though. Yeah. So it's a toss up between Seattle. New Orleans and... Okay, if the Vikings can beat the Saints, do they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl? No. (laughs) It won't happen. Yeah, it's hard to... It's hard to be a Vikings fan. Do you know who the Vikings play if they beat They play the 49ers. Oh, yeah, no. They won't win that game. Well... They won't win that game. I think anyone in the NFC could win the Super Bowl. At least more than the AFC. I think the AFC, there's only three teams. It's either the Chiefs, Ravens, or the Patriots. Really, I think it's going to be the Patriots and Ravens in the AFC. Well, I don't know. I'd have to look at the bracket. I don't even know if they'd reach the AFC championship now because the Patriots are a wild card. Yeah, I don't know. But All right, well, 
that's been the Morning Sun Podcast. Um, we're done for the day, pretty much. Hope you liked Riley as a special guest. Um, we're looking to have more guests. I think our next guest will be Phil Peterson, hopefully. He's on Facebook, but he's really not on Facebook. Um, we'll see what happens. I don't know. But we're looking to have more guests, more topics. Um, again, if you like the podcast, comment, message us, share it. And I hope you all enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy some football. Um, I know there's the big Sierra Canyon versus Minnehaha Academy game. Jalen Sugg is committed to Gonzaga. Are you going? No, we were supposed to go, but... We we held off on buying our tickets and now it's just upper level only. No. For thirty three bucks. That's hey crazy. boy, for thirty three bucks. High school game. I could see if it was lower level and I was close, but Dang. So this has been the Morning Sun Podcast. Uh hope y'all have a good Saturday, man. Peace. Take care. I held him back as long as I could. Hey! I don't know what just happened, but Hi. my computer. Yeah.